Welcome back to Dunkata Book Club. My name is Luke. My name is Dan. We're through two-thirds of Library at Mount Char, up to... We're in part two now. So part two, chapter 11 is where we've stopped. Mm. Don't go past chapter 11. That's a warning. That's <laughs> um, a warning. Um, but first, got to get warmed up. Okay. Mm, Dan, we're going back to some grocery store talk. All right, sure. As is our bread and butter. <laughs> Very That's good. Right. Very good, Luke. So, okay. So as you all know, I um, I commute via bike and get groceries via bike. So I am like typically going to the grocery store that's closest to my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is currently Whole Foods. Cool. Giving which, Papa Bezos a little bit of a donation, huh? Which, which I don't love, partially because I don't like Whole Foods as like a corporation, of course. But like, it's also pretty expensive yeah it's not terrible it's not as bad as you would think but it's like pretty expensive Mm -hmm. and there's another grocery store maybe like a little bit farther away but still very doable Mm -hmm. and i was very skeptical of it but finally i decided to go okay you'll know why i was skeptical of it when i tell you the name of this grocery store oh boy which is natural grocers oh no and oh no let how me much just say pink, natural, how much pink himalayan salt did they have how many varieties natural grocers out of control <laughs> it's ridiculous in there all right what's what's going and on this is a thing with grocers. like this is a thing that with like a lot of little grocery stores like this mm-hmm. it's like why are all of your cereals seven dollars what are we doing here the cereal aisle, I think, is, like, the best indicator of whether a grocery store is, like, truly unacceptable or not. Ooh. That okay. might be my hot take. That's a pretty hot th- take, yeah. If if you go through the cereal aisle uh-huh. and you see, like, some brand name cereals mm-hmm. and then, like, the off-brand that are the same cereal, that's a normal grocery store. Okay, yeah. If you go through and see, like, one brand name and then a bunch of, like, other random, like, organic nonsense, Mm -hmm. that's like a Whole Foods. Right. Yeah. If you go through and see not a single brand name, pure chaos, like, keto cereals left and right, that's a natural grocer's. You need to get out. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, this is fair, I think. I think this is fair, and I'm also thinking now, like, there's... I've been to a few grocery stores around uh, where, I, where I'm at. The thing that I can usually tell uh, is just how... I guess my litmus test is about toothpaste that you can buy. There. Ooh. The one... Gro- there's one grocery store nearby... That does not sell toothpaste with fluoride in it. And it's like, guys, guys, come on. I love that. Please. I, I really would like some fluoride, please. In my toothpaste. 
That's so specific, but I can I can see it. But yeah, like when you're for looking sure. for toothpaste and you're like, I just I want fluoride toothpaste, please. I'd like to lose a few IQ points uh, using this toothpaste. <laughs> we all do. That's what it does. That's what it's there for. But I feel like it's a similar, like it's a similar litmus test. I feel like these two things have a significant overlap in the yeah, demographic. Yeah. I think, oh, actually, let me be more precise. Mm. I think with the cereal aisle, it's all about the size of the boxes, actually. Ooh, they don't have any big boxes at these stores, do if they? If you don't have any big yeah. boxes, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so true. This is so true. If you- here's the, ooh, 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 Luke. Here's the thing, though. Maybe you're not looking in the right places. For example, okay. sure, the cereal aisle is wild because the people that go to this grocery store aren't buying cereal. They have leveled up beyond cereal. Did you see, what's in the, what are the, what are their bulk foods look like? Because sometimes okay. you can go check bulk foods and there is some good stuff in there. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that they did have like a bulk food section, which is like your classic, like bunch of nuts in bu- in buckets. Get a bunch of nuts in a, out of a, straight out of a bucket, Luke. <laughs> That's, That's a classic bulk foods place. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. I, I drink a lot of milk. Mm. So I always, whenever I'm at the grocery store, I pick up a gallon of milk. Sure. They had a, like one dairy milk. Which I'm not. I'm not against non-dairy milks. They had only sure. a single choice. They had like two gallons, like total, in the whole store of of whole milk that did not have the nutrition facts on it. And like, for, I don't even know if that's legal. You're saying it just came in like a glass jug, and they were like, "Yeah, it's no." Whole. It was like it was like a typical looking gallon, like plastic, and it had like a brand name that was like some local place. Yeah. They didn't have like nutrition facts on it, which like I, I don't need because I am familiar with milk, but also just like, are you even allowed to? I don't know. I don't know either. It's natural grocers, man. They're, uh, <laughs> it's the wild west out there. They do what they it want. Is. Nobody's regulating natural grocers. Come on. No. The guy in line in front of me mm-hmm. just had a couple gallons of purified water. What? Yep. Was it like alkaline or just like? I don't know. It was like one of those places where you just fill up your big five gallon tank with like RO purified water. Uh Oh, it's like, dude, you don't have to spend like $10 for a few days worth of water. (laughs) There's a hose out back. Just fill it up there. (laughs) It's like literally the same. Okay. (laughs) Exactly the same for sure. Oh boy, we love we love natural grocers, uh, but we're not going back. Shouts out natural grocers, we'd love a sponsorship. <laughs> uh, I've got some notes, but other uh, than that, you're doing great. Okay, let's get to the book. All right, like I said, we're we're up to chapter eleven of part two for Library of Mount Char, and so my first note. I forget when this is in the in the reading that we did t- this time. Mm-hmm. Someone is talking. I think it's Irwin is talking about like the previous president. Yes. And he's like, I think he went to some some ceremony where the previous president was there. And he's like, it was pretty terrible because he was drunk the whole time and like drunkenly hitting on the like honoree's niece or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, correct. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, since we're here, I the whole thing with the presidents is wild. So this is insane, first of all. Like, uh, how? maybe we are too insulated from politics to where this does happen at this level, but it just doesn't really get reported because the journalists who are there are like, yeah, this kind of happens all the time. This isn't really news, so I don't even know how I'd report this. Uh, like, I mean... Like, this could just be a common occurrence in politics that we don't see, right? Maybe when you're in feel, person. I'm sure, I'm sure that it is at lower levels. Yeah, that's true. Like 100%. Right. There's cocaine orgies, like, every day in the House of Representatives. <laughs> we we all know about these. That's true. But, but president, the president? Yeah, but the president, though. Oh, and I like if if you're the journalists are writing about this. Yeah, you're inviting the press hey, to this. Hey, Greg, Greg, uh, you got any news from from the from the press conference today? Not really. The president was like drunkenly hitting on this girl and got shut down really badly. It's all on tape. It's pretty funny. But other than that, no. Other than that, standard medal ceremony. That's page one. That is page one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Here's the thing, though. This book doesn't take place in our universe, right? Obviously, it takes place in a different universe. It's like parallel to ours, but different. Mm-hmm. And in this universe, there's like, le- in the universe of the book, there's like legit magic and stuff. Right. Maybe nobody just gi- Maybe nobody gives a shit about the president maybe the president is not nearly as big of a deal i'm not saying normal people know about magic because clearly they don't but maybe there's a lot more weird interesting stuff going on in this world to where the president is kind of like a just like a i don't know unimportant figure in everyday life Sure. yeah, yeah. where like people like don't care if the president right. got drunk assuming... and hit on someone We've been assuming that the rest of the world is just like ours and just like the the librarian's part is different. Right. Right. <laughs> Maybe here's the thing. Here's the thing that I think they could get away with. Maybe in this world, the government is way more efficient than in ours so that mm. people like literally don't think about it for very much of their lives. So like the president could do whatever because it's like, yeah, things are humming along. Ah, whatever. No one's going to care. <laughs> There's no filibuster in this. Program. There's no. Fi- <laughs> they got rid of the filibuster and they packed the court finally, and uh, things are things are moving now. Nobody has to worry about it. It's good. Yeah. So we got some term that limits. Could, that could, that's, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah, that's the only reason this doesn't. Because the obvious response for everybody is like, "Hey, why aren't you doing your job instead of hitting on this person's niece and getting wasted at this party? Like, yeah. don't you have better things to do?" <laughs> Maybe the answer is no. Also, like the idea of him hitting on the girl and then like with the chance of something happening. <laughs> uh... It's funny. We've we've gotten through all of this without a Bill Clinton reference, too, which is impressive, I think. I'm proud of us. That's the low road. Uh, Okay. Since we're talking about presidents, though, I want to go off on the current president, if that's okay, that is doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff in this. Okay, first off, Carolyn's like, hey, 
I need you to pardon this Steve guy. And the president's like, yeah, that's not going to look good because he is suspected of murdering like a bunch of people. So I can't do that. Even if you want me to, like, I will get like immediately thrown out of office. And Carolyn's like, don't worry, you can do it under the radar. Nobody has to know. That's not how pardons work anybody right like just in in case we need to like make this clear a pardon isn't like a magic thing that happens the president has to then tell people that they're pardoned otherwise they still go to trial and jail like it's a public thing when you pardon somebody right there's no magic secret court (laughs) this is the same like similar where like journalists would be like what the did he just pardon the guy that killed like a billion cops? <laughs> exactly. Like, sure, he doesn't have to have a press conference about it, but he has to tell the legal system, like the people right. who make up the legal system, hey, we're not prosecuting this guy anymore. We're right. letting him go. It would be immediately known. Yeah, yeah, because that's how it works. Like, that's how a pardon works is you tell people we're not doing this. Everybody's going to know about it. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's a political liability for sure (laughs) for this guy. And, and and maybe, maybe he is just like saying yes, because he's trying to keep her on the line. Cause it sounds like they've traced it to where she is, Mm -hmm. but like, what, how, how is this the thing where you? The way that she, like, gets him to do it is I think she's, like, threatening to expose some scandal. That's how she initially gets on the phone with him. But, like... It's not as big of a scandal as pardoning the guy that killed a bunch of cops. Guaranteed. Yeah. Guaranteed not. And I think she also uses the threat of, like, hey, there's some stuff in this super top secret folder that I know about because I'm a part of it. And you should take this threat seriously. So I do get that aspect of it. That's like Carolyn is threatening the president as well. Okay, so obviously private pardon, not possible. But maybe, yeah, maybe there is some threat that kind of like convinced him to go along with this. Which leads me to the next thing I want to talk about this fucking president. Okay. Okay. He just got off a phone call with a woman who seems to know everything seems to be incredibly powerful uh and you don't know where their power comes from or the limits of it you just know that they're very dangerous and your response is i'm gonna send a bunch of sniper boys to take her out (laughs) right that's the stupidest call of all time are you kidding me (laughs) She calls up and gets on the phone with the president in like 30 seconds. And you're like, I'm pretty sure I could take her out with a big gun. It's like not even that many people like. So, okay, okay, okay. So, so let's back up for a second. Yeah. They've seen, they've had the interaction with Caroline where he talked to her on the phone and she did this whole threatening, whatever. The other mm-hmm. interaction that they've had, which there weren't cameras, but hes they've talked to Irwin about, is David coming in and just, like, <laughs> slaughtering 30 guys with a pole. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, let's let's send in 
20 dudes. <laughs> Let's send in SEAL Team 6. They can take them out. SEAL Team 6, very good at things. I don't understand, like, if you're going into just... Are they trying to kill them without capturing them, or are they trying to capture? No, they're trying think? to kill them, I think. I feel like you just drop a bomb on them. Yeah, but, like... Like, here's my issue. They didn't even send one wizard. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Maybe they could drop a bomb on them. But they know that there's some kind of weird stuff going on. They didn't find their weirdest CIA agent who might have magic powers and be like, hey, you should be on this squad. We want you to go help with this they, mission. Right, because they, they did, they like know a little bit about father. Yeah, they know there's kind of magic stuff going on. You send at least one wizard to take care of the situation. <laughs> they gotta have some of them. It sounds like they sent zero wizards. <laughs> it's not enough wizards. Zero wizards, rarely enough wizards. Rarely enough. One. Especially, yeah, because because you're, okay, clearly there's something funny going on if somebody is able to get on the phone with me instantly, right? Clearly there's something weird happening. Why do I think any of my conventional response is going to work? Like, um, it's. I just think it's the point where you send in the warlocks, you send in maybe one or two centaurs. You send in your weird shit, okay? You unlock the vault at Area 51 and bust out, like, your plasma right. rifle for this job. You definitely don't send in, like, a normal amount of, like, conventional people. Yeah, this isn't... <laughs> it's not even, like, a lot of of regular guys. It's wild. It's insane to me, the president's response. I get that there were, like military people there being like hey don't worry we could totally fuck them up uh but this president seemed kind of smart from our interaction with he Irwin. seems kind of smart also like i think Irwin is there like okay if there's military guys saying we can do it Irwin, i think is there like no you can't right <laughs> yeah exactly and the president still does it and Irwin's like i told you Okay, can we can we keep talking about Irwin for a minute? Um yeah, sure. So er, the Irwin scenes at least the ones like from his perspective mm -hmm. are absurd. Like Okay, okay, let, let me let's I mean, the one so that I'm far talking about is... They've all seemed on-brand Irwin after the scene where he closes the porn on his computer. Everything since then has been like, oh, that's Irwin, yep. So the scene, they're, like, written to, like... I feel like there's some kind of fantasy about, like, how cool it would be if everyone liked people like Irwin. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like, Irwin goes in to meet the president. Uh-huh. And is, like, an asshole kind of yeah and yeah. like very weird very Irwin. uh-huh and then at the end they like he has a couple interactions with the president and the president like does some weird also Irwin type stuff yeah and then it's finally like inviting Irwin to poker what <laughs> that's just Irwin, man that's just classic Irwin. And then is this is like this is like this happens and then everyone on the train claps. <laughs> You're wondering if Scott 
envisions somebody as Irwin, and Scott is like, yeah, of course everybody loves Irwin. Everyone hates Irwin. You gotta be a, you gotta be, have a certain refined taste to like Irwin, Luke. <laughs> That's right. It's a certain kind of person that loves Irwin, and they're just cool, I guess. Everybody else is too stuffy, Luke. I, everyone else is yeah. We gotta. That's what well, we gotta. We gotta fix. Er, Irwin's out here teaching kids to choke out bullies. That's what we need. That's Irwin. Oh, uh, I don't know about Irwin. Yeah, Irwin's I, a little bit much for me. I I'm into it because he's so unique, uh, and like he definitely is. I don't know. I feel like Irwin's got a good heart in there. You know what I mean? Oh, no, I agree. He's it's for sure. He's very blunt, but he is like doing good things. I think that I, my criticism is not necessarily specifically of Irwin. Yeah. It's the like way that everyone reacts to Irwin. Or I guess specifically like the president okay maybe you just don't like how the president loved erwin and and literally because no one else is really into erwin except the president steve and carolyn like pretty much everybody else is like this guy kind of sucks <laughs> it's also okay this is my thing with erwin i think is that some of this is for show because like his interactions with like caroline and steve or like, okay, this is a relatively normal person. Like he's, you know, yeah. intense and like good at his job. Yeah. But he's not like the weirdest boy I've ever met. Uh huh. But then when he has a meeting with the president, it's like this dude's a nutcase. Here's the thing I think we've forgotten though, that that I keep like, that is important to be brought up. Irwin is famous. Right. Erwin is like modern. Erwin is like real life Jason Bourne, it sounds like. Yes, that's true. So, I'd, with that in mind, if I'm the president, I would love to have Erwin at my poker game because maybe he'll endorse me next campaign season. <laughs> love to get that military vote. That's true. That's a valid point. So, yeah, yeah. I think there's an element of this guy's very famous that we, we need to factor in now. To this yeah to this thing um sure yeah the thing about erwin that i think is an interesting parallel is between him and carolyn okay so i feel like they're both are kind of blunt with how they're like doing things and talk to people and like weird kind of unlikable by a lot of people and willing to sacrifice like not pure good right for example carolyn was like oh yeah the lions they were disposable you didn't have to you didn't have to do that uh erwin is like hey you could run outside the snipers are going to take you down immediately so please don't do that but he's like eh i mean i'd like to take you into custody right you know what i mean so they feel like there feels like there's some good parallels between the two characters of uh, kind of being granted. I say Carolyn's blunt. How she talks, I think, is fairly blunt. Carolyn obviously has plans on plans on plans going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Irwin has plans on plans. I think Irwin is is just 
responding to what's happening. Right. Yes. I, I can see it a little bit in, like, I don't know about personality, but, like, the way that they deal with things and respond to people, I do kind of see a little bit of a connection there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you, Luke. Okay. Alicia, 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 Alicia is one of the, is one of the librarians has a like black Mm -hmm. candle sees the future. Rachel, one of the librarians has a bunch of dead kids sees the future. Two questions, actually. First, which one of them is more pissed? I feel like Rachel's got to be pissed. Like, father, you already... Why do? Why am I strangling these kids? Like, you already have the future, girl. Right. This is... This is a time where I've kind of, like, glossed over a couple of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, magic stuff, magic stuff. <laughs> I've got... I've got the, like, big ones. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, languages, David, war, Michael, animals... Margaret dies all the time. <laughs> One of them heals. And then after that, it's like, sees the future, but also has a different one has ghosts that like go investigate things. Yeah. And then there's like six more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's, have we heard about the others too? So Peter is another one that does like math and cooking. We talked about Peter a lot last episode. Talked about Peter. Uh... I don't think we have heard about others. I don't. Are there others? I guess there's the twins like there that we haven't that. heard about, right? Yeah. There's Lisa that like manip- manipulates people's emotions and like yeah their vibe. I th- I I think there's relatively few we haven't heard about at this point. Okay. You're saying there's got to be more double yeah. up. Yeah. There's some overlap in some of these. I think you're right. I think there's got to be some overlap. Well, I mean, we are, we definitely see the overlap because Carolyn talks about how she can talk to animals too. And like, yeah, Michael's way better at it, but I could do it. And so then it's like, what is Michael even doing then? Like, do you really need a Michael? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Okay, but back to your back to your point about the yeah. about the future stuff. Yeah, is the so the one that has the dead kids? Mm-hmm. What exactly are they like? Are they going <laughs> into the future? Or are they just like going out and investigating things anywhere? I feel like they're looking in the future. I feel like it said they look at all possible futures. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Because I, I remember reading like. When they're looking for father, they're like, hey, Rachel, look at all the possible futures and see where father is. Rachel's like, can't find him. And then they're like, hey, Alicia, look in the actual future and see where father is. And Alicia's like, I checked all the way to the end. He's not there. What? Why? Why do we have two? What? Yeah. Do you think? Okay, here's my second question. Do you think they fight? Do you think they're like, hey, this is going to like the 
the Panthers are going to win this game. And Alicia's like, uh, actually, the Patriots are going to win this game. Oh, sorry, Rachel. Rachel's like, no, like five of my kids are saying the Panthers going to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think Ugh. they? And then how awkward is that when one of them is right? Yeah. When one of them, when it actually happens, the Panthers win the Super Bowl, and Rachel's like, "I told you, Alicia," and Alicia just has this stupid candle she's like carrying around. I, yeah, um, yeah. That's kind of. I wonder though, because their their relationship can take one of two ways, or I guess more than that. But like, it can either be positive or negative. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the negative is where they're like competing all the time, and. But the positive, they all have like little jobs, right? Mm-hmm. They're like that they need to, responsibilities that they need to do. Right. Rachel's is murdering like her probably... own children. <laughs> I feel like if they're if they're both doing some version of future stuff, you can split. You can you can do a part time job each and just say you're both doing oh. full time. Ooh, just don't tell father. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a pact. It's like a hey, listen, I want to. I really want to go to Cabo, and in fact, you've seen the future. You know, I go to Cabo, so <laughs> I'd love if you could take over for me while I'm in Cabo. Yeah, and then and then you, I know you're gonna go to Budapest in two months. I'll do the same. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. It is perfect. I also think the pranks, the prank potential here is off the charts. Ooh. Because imagine if you can both see the future and you mess with it, right? You can both see the future, so I'm going to, like, change something. Yeah, yeah. And, then and they're like, both, like, wait. a little bit different, right? Like, one of them sees, like, possible futures, mm-hmm. I think, and the other, I don't really understand what the other one is. But you can see how there would be, like, a little bit of a different strategy for each. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's good prank material for sure. <sighs> I, I'm bummed that they've both died at this point and are for sure never well, coming okay. back. <laughs> We've seen their bodies, Luke. <laughs> We've only seen one body, honestly. That's true. We have only seen one. Uh, <laughs> and our, our, our forever old rule of if you don't see a body, they're not dead, being undermined by even if you see their body, they can still not be dead. <laughs> Right. Most of the characters so far that we have been introduced to have been murdered and then brought back. So, yes. Yeah. Maybe this is a big prank. Oh. By by Caroline. (laughs) Maybe Caroline is pranking all of them. Oh, also, do we have to... It definitely... It was said in this section that Caroline's reading other catalogs, right? Yes. So... That that seems like a, a called shot from last episode. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can give that one to you. I'll, I'll take that one. Thank you very much. Uh, granted, I don't think it was that out there. Like, I think it was the pieces were pretty, pretty obvious. But um, yeah, so Carolyn might also be looking in the future, right? Right. Because we so we specifically see her reading the the book of like the catalog of the war of David's catalog. Mm-hmm. But presumably she's been doing more. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. For a while, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I think she prioritizes, right? She's not just like reading from the start to the end. No, she's like, she has a plan. Yeah. She's trying to, she's trying to get rid of father. And so she's like, what books do I need to get rid of father? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, this, this was the moment I had been like this whole time being like, what is her plan? I don't, it seems weird. But then when, <laughs> when, uh, when we learned that she's been reading like the war catalog, that's when I was finally getting hyped. Yeah, me too. Because I'm that was a big hype moment. I'm so excited to see Carolyn pop off with like a spear or a sword or something and be like, "Yeah, I'm actually really good at this too." Slice, hit you <laughs> with a slice. Didn't expect a slice. Right, right. And I mean, so she's going to she's gonna murder David. I'm assuming because we left off <laughs> where she reads where she's reading a book about murdering your rival when they're better at fighting than you. Yeah. Although father is also better than you, but also also she has very it seems like she has good reason to want to murder David and father. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not both? It. Or ooh. Ooh. Dan, we're getting a Dan prediction right now. Uh, beep, 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 okay. beep, 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 beep. You hear that? That's the that's the prediction coming in off the phone lines. Luke, <laughs> the prediction is this. Carolyn hates both father and David, right? Mm-hmm. If I was going to try and kill two, like a person who is way more powerful than me, and I knew that there was like another one that was super powerful... I'm just going to make them kill each other. Mm-hmm. She's going to get David to kill father. And then like whoever dies, it's like a, it's a big win for her. It's like, right. yeah, I want both of them dead. And I'm sure in the ensuing battle, they will be weakened significantly. Come in with a slice at the end. Boom. <laughs> a problem quick, solved. A quick slice. It's like in, it's like in sure. elementary school when we tried to get the two biggest kids at our elementary school to fight each other. It's, right, it's, we all did this. It's just like that, you know? <laughs> How you tried to get Gavin, who was like six foot four in fourth grade, and Carson, who is also six foot four in fourth grade, to fight on the field after class? Because it was like, come yeah. on. No one's going to fight them but them. Classic. We all did this. Yeah, we all sure. did it. And this is, this is the David Father dilemma. Yeah. This is how you beat I mean, somebody she... who's better than you, is you get somebody who's better than you to fight them. <laughs> you get somebody who's better than them um yeah that that chapter in the book is very short um she do, she was reading a book like the book that she was trying to hide from david was like mental warfare yeah which i have two notes about mm-hmm. number one this is this is where she's trying like you, you've got to do some mental warfare to get them to fight each other right absolutely yeah but also like it's interesting to think of David as like <laughs> reading a book on like mental psychological like, theories warfare. On psychology and stuff yeah. like that. Because like so far he seems like a big dumb boy. He likes He's to slice and put blood in his hair. And anything more than that seems like too sophisticated. Right. So do you think that there are things like the catalogs are very long? I assume. Mm-hmm. Presumably, they're like have weaknesses in their catalogs. Where when it's you, like, oh, you mean like David isn't good at certain parts of his catalog? 
Right. David's yeah. like, I'm way better with the little weird spear ball thing, but I can't use a knife very well. Mm. I feel like there is a chance that not necessarily the physical stuff, but there's some parts of the war catalog that Carolyn is actually better at. Than David. I think this is true. I think this is for sure true. Um, I mean, we see it with with Carolyn's catalog as well, right? Where she's not as good at some languages. Right. So, ooh. Yeah, I imagine she's way better at psychological warfare than mm-hmm. David. Especially if you consider, like, uh, other combinations of catalogs could be so much more powerful. Like, Lisa's ability is to, like, basically control someone mentally. Yeah. I feel like... There's your mental, like, warfare person right there. The mm-hmm. Ideal for that. Um, so, yeah, we needed a shuffling. We needed a little rethink of our organizational hierarchy. I mean, so so father split them up so that they couldn't be as good as him, right? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, father's on vacation, so. Yeah, true. Now's true. the time. Yeah, we got to team up on David more than this. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know. He seems too powerful. <laughs> he, is, he is very powerful. He He's seems way great. too powerful, which is tough for everybody. It sounds like literally everybody is not having a good time. Like, I so what's the point? <laughs> Of the whole thing. Because, um, like, I was going to second guess some of Father's choices a little bit, but I, like, don't know what he's trying to do, so I can't even really second guess it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's two possibilities for what Father is trying to do. In my mind, there's two. The first is the idea that Father wants to stay in power and needs, like, powerful lieutenants. So Father mm-hmm. needs people under him who are strong as well to maintain his position of power right the second is that father doesn't want to stay in power and he's like finding a replacement and this is the process this, he's going through. this i feel like of those two i feel like is most likely i agree because this is because like his strategy for building up really strong lieutenants i feel like could be improved hmm how so? Like, Your father's maybe notes, don't, like. maybe don't torture them all and make <laughs> them like absolutely like lunatics. Yeah, but that makes like, them even more the, we, dangerous. We, we, you don't know what they're going to the do. Scene, we see the scene where um, the the one that heals, yeah, is talking about the madness that like Margaret and David has, where they just like everything's terrible. And they just try to make everything worse. That seems bad yeah. if I want you to be, like, my lieutenant. Yeah, it does seem bad. It so does I feel seem... like there's just no way that that can be the goal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's missing one. Maybe when all those kids' parents were killed, there was, like, 13 of them or one one more and he was like oh perfect this is the exact number we need and then one of the kids just like dies and he's like ah shoot that was the therapist one (laughs) 
Ah, that was the therapy one that was going to be really good at therapy. Oh, well, we could probably just make it work with the rest of these kids. Well, well, so he lumps it in with uh, the the regular healing. Yeah, he splits it up. He split it up among the other ones. So like psychological warfare is like, yeah, we'll send that to David because therapy kid's not here. And we'll give uh, the Healy one the mental Healy one because it's basically the same thing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that should be good. Good job, father. (laughs) Everything's fixed. It's called trimming the fat. (laughs) Smart. Um, Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I think think I'm leaning towards a a new theory here where, like, Carolyn has done whatever causes father to be gone. Mm -hmm. But this is what father wants. Because he's just trying to see who's going to replace him. I, I, I think we may, <laughs> I think we may have introduced this theory last episode, but yeah. it's hard to tell. I don't want to give Father too much credit, right? I don't want to give Father too much credit because mm-hmm. we don't know a ton about Father. Like it seems right. like Father is a puppet master that is like controlling everything and doing all this stuff, but I don't want to give him that. I, it feels bad to give him that much credit because he kind of sucks. And so I don't I suck. don't know if I want to give him this much credit of like, yeah, he's been planning this all along. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I want just him to have gotten owned by Caroline. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But but I think that there's a lot of potential to this theory. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about our everyman character? Our everyman character. Can we talk about Steve for a second? Steve. Okay. Because Steve is us in this situation. Right. Steve is the normal dude who's just like, why is that guy covered in blood wearing a purple tutu? Why is this lady making cinnamon rolls for you all? What is going on? Steve. Steve takes this too quickly. Steve decides everything is fine way too quick for my liking. Ooh. What do you mean by everything is fine? Okay. So sure, he's had some time to like sit in jail and think about what happened to him and be like, all right, there's some weird stuff going on, whatever. But then Carolyn meets up with him again is like, hey, you want that money though? And he's like, I do want that money though. All right, what do you got for me? It's like, why are we not asking more questions before we're doing anything for these people? Especially after you see her call the president and be like, hey, you're pardoning this guy, right? Yeah. All right. You're going to prove it on TV later. Cool. We'll we'll watch. And then it happens. If I'm Steve, I'm like, okay, everything I thought I knew is a lie. Reality is not real anymore. I don't know what any of this is. I'm going to need some more details, please. Right. Uh, it's, it's too quick for me. It's too... It, here's the moment. Here's the moment for me that made it obvious that he's taking this way too quick he 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 gets carolyn to agree to take him to a bar to answer all his questions and his great guac though dan what (laughs) sure they have great guac yeah um luke my first question is not who's your daddy and what does he do my first question is, what the fuck is currently going on? Mm-hmm. 
I don't care who your daddy is. I don't care. What is happening right now? He doesn't ask her that once. He's not like, why did you kill me? Why did the sun go out? What is your plan? What is any of this doing? Instead, he's like, who's your dad? (laughs) Steve, bad question. I also feel like there's a lot of wasted time where it's like, okay, you're going to answer any questions. I'm like rattling them off. Yes. Yes. I'm like, I'm like, give me 10 seconds to write down the questions that I want to answer and then order them based on importance. And then I'm getting through these. Yeah. Also give me a legal pad because I'm taking notes. Give me a, give me a tape recorder. We're getting you on record. This is on the record, Carolyn. You need notes to be able to, like, follow up questions. Right. Right. Like, wait, how old is father again? Okay. 60,000. Good. Okay. 60, That's important. Check that later. <laughs> you never know. You never know what you're going to need later. Uh, it's true. No, I agree. I definitely, I definitely agree with you here. It's, like, he doesn't even ask how she's doing the sun thing. He doesn't even ask if it's gone forever. I Okay, to be fair, I think he does ask if it's gone forever. I don't think okay. she answers that. Okay. Which is, tr- which is tough. Which is really tough. <laughs> <laughs> that is tough. Because um, that seems like a no. Or it seems like a yes, it is gone forever. It but. does seem that way, yeah. But it does also seem like whoever gets the library like controls reality, so... Who's to say? Right. Maybe maybe, we'll get, be... maybe we're getting version 2.0. Right. <laughs> maybe this is Earth 2. Yeah. Yeah. Can okay, can we talk about the sun going out for a second? Can I can I just really quickly say the like difference between decent guacamole and really good guacamole is not that huge. I honestly I honestly couldn't know what they were. I didn't know what they were talking about. Like guacamole to me is either a like a two or an eight and i've had a lot of eight it's like guacamole yeah it's like pretty simple i think that's my issue it's like avocado a lot of salt some lime maybe tomatoes and onions cilantro yeah cilantro yes it's it's not there's not a ton of variations yeah okay yeah this is one of the good guacs (laughs) maybe they just put meth in it Hmm. You know, maybe it's just artificially addictive. If there's a guac that I'm like, this is 10 times better than any guac I've ever had, I'm going to get suspicious. Absolutely. Yeah. There's there's something wrong. Is... There's something weird in it. <laughs> is that cinnamon? Did you put cinnamon in this? <laughs> yeah. Because I love guac. And if I find something that's making it that much better, it's like, okay, just tell me the like one other ingredient that you added. More salt? No way. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. Okay. Now we can move on. All right. Let's. Okay. So the sun entirely goes out, right? Seems to. Yes. There's there's two things I want to hit on first. Number one, it's incredibly dark, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there it is. Because there's no moonlight. Right. Even. At all. Like zero moonlight, not even like ambient moonlight, none. Right. It's just like 
zero. <laughs> the only light, literally the only light getting to the earth comes from the stars that are far away. Yes. It's so dark outside right now. Yes. Okay. Um, And I get that there's like street lights that turn on for a little while. So maybe not where they are. But immediately outside of the street lights, it is pitch black everywhere. That's terrifying in a very major way. That's really bad. Right. Okay. Then the other thing that I want to discuss with you. Are you still working your job if the sun goes out? You're saying why are there people making the guac? Who is tending bar when yes. the sun has literally gone out? <laughs> it's a great question. Because uh, also they, they have like the news on, right? They have the news on. Yeah. It's like, okay, the sun is gone. <laughs> it's like everybody's saying and it. The, the sun's gone. And the White House is blown up. I'm going home. Yeah, I'm not doing whatever you're asking me to do. I'm going to go die at home. Thank you very much. I'm not like being nice to you to get an extra $5 in tips. <laughs> Today is over. I'm not asking you how your day was and pretending to be interested so you'll tip me. Uh, I'm leaving. I don't care if you take the rest of the bar. You can have it. To a certain extent, to a certain extent, I can understand the bartender. Mm-hmm. Because then it's just like, okay, now I'm just like drinking with people. Right. But I don't understand like the, if you're staying to like cook or be a waiter or waitress. Here's the, here's the, okay. Yeah. I agree with you there. The other one that I don't understand at one point, Steve mentions that he is going to go with Carolyn and not like, oh no, no, no. They're in the, (laughs) this is what it is. They're in the parking lot for the taco place with the guacamole. And Steve's like, uh, you sure we should be here? There's a lot of cops around. What cop is like, oh, yeah, we still have to arrest that Steve guy. <laughs> what cop is like, oh, the sun just went out and the president's dead. Ah, that guy, though, I need to arrest him. <laughs> he looks familiar. Right. I'm, you're not getting arrested. What on, on what authority are they arresting you, number one? And number two, there are bigger things to deal with. <laughs> I mean, this... Like, they don't do it, like... Correct. They don't. I can't tell if it's, like, something that Carolyn is doing, or if it's what you said, where they're just like, I don't care, man. <laughs> right, where Steve it's is dark concerned. dark as hell. <laughs> Steve is concerned oh, about something that him. will not happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe that has to do with the fact that Steve is somewhat prepared for this. Like, Steve has already seen some crazy shit today, so the sun going out is just mm-hmm. like, all right, fine. At least the dogs are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Rough day for Steve. I mean, for everyone, for sure. But. Yeah, but especially Steve. Also, okay. Can we talk about who has had the worst day? Ooh. Because there's a few contenders for this. Sure. Okay, first contender is a taxi guy. Taxi guy, yeah. Kind of a kind of the maybe the worst day he's ever had in his whole life. Uh, the next, the money bag helps, but not anymore. <laughs> Unless he took Caroline's <laughs> advice and spent it all. The money bag helped for like two hours, and then the sun went out, yeah. and money was fuel for a fire. <laughs> so, not that good. The second one, 
is a kind of a minor character, but I think she is also up there for worst day of all time is the lady that like touched a demon. And now they're like the part of their body is turning Mm. into a demon or like is like it resonating with the weird spirit things. And it's just like going to be like that now. The the thing that I think disqualifies her is that I think that's happening to a lot of people. Okay, fine. Yeah, (laughs) it sounds like it is. So there's like a million way tie for that spot. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I think right now our top seed is is Taxi Guy having the worst day. I think Taxi... I don't even think Steve is in the top. Like, I don't think Steve's anywhere near the top of the worst day. Steve is, like, somewhat triumphant. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think Steve is there's, near... There's also all the guys that got demolished by David. Including the president and everybody in the White House. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, probably not a great day. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Actually, they might. Although we didn't see what happened to them on like in the book. Well, there's a there's the guy that's giving that's in the news converse like talking to Wolf Blitzer. Yeah. And in the explosion, he gets his arm torn off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Probably not a yeah, not a very good day there, either. Oh. The tough thing about deciding this is that just the, like, negatives go to infinity. (laughs) For, like, the taxi driver guy, it's like, okay, there's a few things that are, like, funny that are terrible. Like, you got your car stolen, and then you got your finger bitten off. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but compared to, like, being taken over by a weird tentacle frequency Uh thing, it's hard to compare. Right, but but he is in the world with this as well. So he might have also gotten the Ooh. weird tentacle thing going on. Okay. We've already said there are millions of people that this is this is happening to. So I think we have to put him on the same level as everybody else at this moment, but then also factor in how much more to like how much worse his day was until this point, right? Because everybody else's terrible days until this point kind of gets like glazed over. Mm. like mm-hmm. I see what you mean. the multiplier here is so high for the sun going out that everything else that happened to anybody else that day was pretty pretty insignificant but i feel like taxi guy that was a pretty bad day yeah for sure <laughs> i mean there's also rapper boy who apparently is like had a pretty bad day Right, but he's already gone. I honestly, ever. I feel like it would have been worse if he was still around. Yeah, I mean, depending on how much the 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 torture button does, which true. I still maintain is like a lot of power that we're giving to lions. Ah, uh, yeah, it's true. It is. It is for sure. Um, I think we should keep an eye out though, Luke, because I think we need to award a winner in the book for who had the worst time okay yeah because there's a lot of like david has had a pretty bad time margaret also had a pretty bad time carolyn you mean you mean bad bad time time, like throughout the whole story yeah i think throughout the whole story we need to decide at the end who has had the worst time okay yeah because there's a lot of contenders here yeah yeah 
My early favorite is Margaret, but we'll see next episode. For sure. Yeah. Margaret is a very is a very strong contender. <laughs> so yeah, we're we'll finish up next week. Uh we'll get back to y'all with our our ranking, our definitive tier list for who has had the worst time in the book. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe we'll see what happens to father. Maybe just or maybe they just don't. Maybe, maybe they just in. don't find him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe father slept in. He's like, I'm, I'm away for two days and shit goes crazy. <laughs> what happened to the sun? Worked really hard on that. Took me like 10,000 years to make a sun. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, and, uh, we'll be back with the hot takes. 